Welcome to the Horrible Things Podcast. This is a true crime and disaster podcast where we talk about all things horrible, as is implied by the name of the podcast, Horrible Things. Today, I'm joined by... Will, what's up? How you doing? And I am Zachary Ryan. Zachary Ryan. (laughs) You can find him on YouTube. Yes, you you guys want to give your plugs real quick? I usually do it at the top because... Yeah, of course. It's depressing at the end. Um, (laughs) My YouTube channel is Zachary Ryan, just my name. And my Instagram is Zachary Ryan with two Y's and two N's. Who stole the regular Zachary Ryan? Some guy that has not uploaded since 2012. And I have been trying to get his account deleted and I can't do it. (laughs) But if you can go report the regular Zachary Ryan, that would be appreciated also. Please do. Please do. Okay. My name is Will and you can find me at Real Will Harney on Instagram. And I don't have any other social medias other than Instagram. And that's a lie. I know for a fact I'm that everywhere. you have Snapchat, a, Twitter. I'm Will everywhere. is famous on TikTok. No, I am Will not. is famous on we TikTok. He's famous on TikTok. And I find that very hilarious. I have like 700 followers. I'm going to take a sip of this Red Bull. We're oh, gonna, yes. They're, drink they're drinking Red Bulls. I'm drinking water because I'm healthy. We no, needed to I'm, be prepared. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I drink diet sodas all the time. It's so bad for that's me. That's really bad for you. It's gross, I know. too. My dad just got kidney stones because of it, and... <laughs> Here I am. And you're still that, The kidney stones told him that they, they came they from They told him soda. it came from diet soda. Like wow. the doctors did. Wow. That's messed. That is messed up. Lay you should off? stay away. You yeah. should lay off that. Lay off I the should. Coke. But you're not going to. I'm not going awesome. to. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got that out I know. So like, I feel like that's my only destructive behavior though. And if that's the only destructive behavior I have, that I feel like that's not that My bad. destructive behavior you know? would be existing. I Me think <laughs> I am... Very destructive to my body. <laughs> I will go outside and I will probably come back with an injury of some sort. Are you one of those people who's just very prone to getting injured? Oh, yeah. All the time. Really? Yeah. I know people like that. I feel like there's two types of people. Like the people that are prone to injury and the people that are prone to injure other people. You know, I'm like, both. <laughs> I am both. both of those people. There's always one. that friend who like accidentally hits you in the face or something. No, yeah. I just came in here and I spilt water on the podcast table. That could have been bad. That could have been that bad. That could have been bad. Like, that's just who I, I'm clumsy. I yeah. don't know what to tell you guys. I'm clumsy too, but I don't hurt other people. I just always like, I trip and hurt myself. <laughs> well, that's good. It's not in like a fun way though. It's like tripping up the stairs and stuff I do like that, that at know? least once a day. You can trip I don't even have way. stairs in my house. It's just at work. I always trip don't, up. <laughs> I don't have stairs in my house and I still find a way to trip I up the stairs. I always trip up the stairs. Yeah, it's really bad. So also just at the top of the podcast, I usually ask this to everyone who's a first time guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can each say it. We'll just let Will go first. But right. um, where, how much do you know about true crime? Like where do you stand on knowing stuff? Like whether it be true crime media, documentaries, podcasts, all that stuff, or actually like reading stuff online and looking into the case on in different ways like how much you know about it or are you just like kind of coming into it for the first time i don't know much about true crime to be honest uh i've only heard your one like episode and that's it wow much. he's not he hasn't i'm, I'm like brand them. new like i know it exists but will's like, listen to podcasts in the car with me sometimes oh, about yeah, murder <laughs> I, I always zone out but like i'm interested in it just i feel I like know. i probably should have turned it off when i realized it like didn't sit well probably. with you but then i was like no, it's fine. It was all right. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I just like music better. <laughs> I guess. 
And Zach, what about you? I only know what I've heard from your like three episodes that I've listened to so far. <laughs> that's literally okay. That's so crazy to me because a lot of people have been coming on recently. Like I try to find some people that don't like true crime as much because, you know, majority of the episodes I have Caitlin on and then what the episodes I don't, I try to like get people on who aren't into true crime as much because I feel like it's kind of interesting right. to hear people's reactions to stuff for the first time. You know, yeah. because me, it's like I'm constantly for the podcast and just because I'm interested in it, researching like true crime stuff and seeing all that. So I feel like at this point I'm kind of used to it. Yeah. But a lot of people who hear about it for the first time get it's interesting to see their reactions from someone who's used to it by now. Yeah, I'm excited. I, and you went lighter on us. For this I one. did. We're so. doing a heist today. We've only done one other heist. That was the Great Train Robbery episode, which was, one. yeah, that I one did. was really fun. That's a hard heist to talk about, though, because it's so, there's so many weird parts about that heist. And it's kind of the same with the one today. It's like, there's a lot of weird parts about it. And uh, I actually wanted to really quickly before we go into the actual case i know caitlin isn't here today but she actually knows a little bit about this case and she's the one who recommended that i do it as a topic so i wanted to give her a call and kind of see what she has to say about the case let's so. do it let's yeah, call caitlin not? i'm awesome. ready bring on the weird hello we're all here hello. we're all here caitlin and zach so i was just telling them that you're the one who actually recommended that i do this case so i kind of wanted you to talk about it for a sec before we start just tell me why you recommended it um i recommended it because i was sick and tired of emma giving me nightmares by giving me the worst <laughs> murder murder cases possible and so i said you know what you should give me instead a robbery case here's a good one and she took my very good robbery case and gave it to you too awesome but, well we're happy okay. to accept it caitlin thank you i'll get so you're gonna have to participate um in my honor because I know next time I'm on there, she's going to give me another terrible murder case I don't want to do. Yeah, she's not wrong. So, wow. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so I first heard about this case um, when I was watching BuzzFeed Unsolved because it was really interesting to see cases that didn't necessarily have more, like anyone getting hurt in it. But it's a really interesting case because it kind of plays out like a um, like a movie, just all the stuff surrounding it. Cause I yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I won't spoil anything yet, but basically there's costumes and disguises involved. There's That's fun. donors involved. There's um, a lot, a bunch of little things that make you wonder, like, could it be him? Was he in on it? All this stuff. And just the way it kind of happens is very much like you're watching like a heist film, wow. So, which is really cool. So that's why it's kind of more of, and because no one ends up getting hurt, it's more of a fun, horrible thing than um, something that, you know, just makes you leaving really depressed. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to do one where it's not like murderous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like take a little break from the horrific stuff. I Even think though it's still bad, it's like no one's injured, so it's better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that Emma will eventually give me a little case like this. But until then, you guys, it won't happen. I'm Probably won't. You're sticking. Yeah, to, you're sticking to the gory <laughs> stuff. You guys are gonna have fun with this case. It's a really good one. There's a lot of like interesting little parts to it that make you, and as you're listening to it, it feels like you're watching like an action movie. So it's kind of like, whoa, like what happens next? So it's really cool. All right. Thank awesome. you very much, Caitlin. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Can't wait for the episode to come out. Bye, I'll guys. see you soon. Bye. 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 All right. So there's there's Caitlin. When she comes back, you have to give her the most brutal true crime story you have. Well, we're doing one on Sunday. That's pretty rough. So. <laughs> Make sure she's there. Give yeah. So don't, we're don't gonna... ever, anytime she recommends a soft one, bring us back. Yeah. But now for your guys' fun fun in air quotes okay. robbery case let's get let's get started All i'm right. excited let's me too it. i'm ready to let's go okay so this is the isabella stewart gardner museum heist that is a mouthful but that is what we're talking about okay this is one of the most infamous robberies in the last 30 years is actually the largest art heist in american history in terms of the value of the paintings that were stolen and not only is it the largest art heist but it's actually the largest property heist like the most wow valuable Damn. property that's been stolen in american history so it's pretty crazy uh the art that we're going to be talking about today was never returned to this day if you go on the website for the museum you can still see like that they're offering a reward for people who can lead to information to help find the paintings because only five percent of stolen art is ever returned. So there's kind of yeah. a really, really low chance that they're ever going to get yeah. the art back. But it's good to see that they're still trying almost 30 years later. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. At least so, there's still, they still have hope. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> have hope, up. but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, most likely. Ouch. <laughs> so the heist that we're going to be talking about today involved uh, stealing 13 pieces of art, so 13 paintings, and one bronze eagle off the top of this Napoleonic flag. So wow. the value of what was stolen totals to about $500 million oh of missing gosh. goods that were never found after That's the crazy. heist occurred. Wow, the things I could do with $500 Yo. million. Dollars. You could make... I could Five buy all of that crazy art crazy YouTube videos. Yeah, I could crazy. buy all that art back. Yeah. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's I could what do, do with $500 million. I would do that. Honestly. That's crazy. Yeah. So luckily nobody, kind of like what Caitlin was talking about, nobody was hurt in this heist, but it's kind of terrible in my opinion. Just as someone who's, my family is very, very into art. Like whenever we go somewhere, my dad always like, first thing, we got to find an art museum. So it's kind of a bummer in my eyes, I guess, that it's not terrible like murder it's not terrible like assault anything like that but it is terrible that these like precious pieces of art that are completely irreplaceable and all these like amazing things that could be adored by you know hundreds of thousands of people are now stolen and they're just yeah. like on the black market you know yeah, that, so that sucks it does kind of suck they should have stolen the mona lisa I think she's overrated. <laughs> I think they did. She's completely overrated. Didn't they do that already? The Mona Lisa's still around. Isn't that like a fake That's one? national treasure. That's oh, national I treasure. I don't know, dude. I don't Wait. know anything. Wait. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I can assure you the Mona Lisa was not stolen yeah. in this. This was in Massachusetts. She's just so basic, you know? Ma yeah. The Mona, Mona Lisa? Lisa? She's like a straight she, face. She's just, you think you could do better? Oh, yeah. Probably. Paint me and slap me in <laughs> yeah. that museum, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this heist took place March 18th, 1990. And uh, like I said, like 30 years ago, right. and we're going to kind of be telling this as almost a story format from the point of view of one of the guards who was on duty that night, Richard Abbott. Richard. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the day it's March 18th, 1990. So it's just after, it, like midnight after St. Patrick's Day. So there, Richard Abbott, who's on duty that night, like watching the museum, he has one other coworker there with him. 
he can hear parties and things still going on because it's midnight in St. Patrick's Day. So people, people are he, in Boston, yeah, he's probably hungover in oh, Boston yeah. where he is, people are people are drinking like it's the end of the world. Oh yeah, as John Lennon would say. So Richard Abbott, although he was a security guard, he talked to the police about how he would frequently come into work high or drunk <laughs> because like security he guard. said that the job was quote the most boring job in the world. So honestly. I can't argue with him. How about he? Like, it's got to be boring. So yeah, why doesn't he just quit? Yeah, because he was a um, music major and a dropout, and he had a mm. band Uh-oh. that wasn't working. Dropping out is bad. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Don't want to do that, guys. Who would do that? Who would that's drop out? Up. Context: Zach dropped out. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. that's that's some context for you. That mm-hmm. wasn't the most important part. The most important part is that he was in a band and that's right. a hard career to have. Yeah, that's so true. as we would know, we were in a music program and it's very, very hard to have a successful band. A lot of competition. So he was doing this as kind of just an extra gig on the side. So what Richard Abbott didn't notice that night when he was patrolling the museum was that a red, a red Dodge Daytona, which was holding I see Will's eyebrows go up because he's a car fan. (laughs) (laughs) Was uh, with two police officers sitting in it, had been sitting by the building, by the art museum, for like an hour. So as Abbott is going from patrolling the museum quarters back to the front desk area near like where the doors are to the museum, he hears the buzz, meaning like somebody wants to be let in, even though it's midnight at this art That's museum. That's bad news. That's bad news. It is bad That's news. You don't buzz anybody in at midnight in yeah. the art museum. <laughs> but what he sees is two police officers. So he kind of is like, well, should I let them in? Should I not? They're cops. I, I don't want to get arrested. These are disguises. So, I already am calling it. <laughs> I'm calling it. So what do you do when... You're at the most boring job in the world and police officers knock on your door and you may, he swears he wasn't high or drunk that night. Okay, sure, Richard. But we can't be sure. Yeah. So he buzzes the police officers in, right? Yeah. And he had had the munchies for sure. He wanted to have donuts with the cops. (laughs) That's what was going to happen. They tell him though that they're there for a disturbance call, which makes sense because it's just after St. Patrick's Day. So there still is a lot of stuff going on. So Mm -hmm. it made sense to him that the police would be there on a disturbance call. So his partner's on patrol. So he was just like, I wrote in my notes. He's he's like, whatever. I'm not trying to get arrested out here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Richard's so, a smart guy. He lets the police officers in. And then they kind of stand in the lobby of this art museum for a minute before they tell him, the they tell Abbott, they say, you look kind of familiar. I think we have a warrant out for your arrest. Oh, Richard. You need to step out from behind the desk and get against the wall. So he does that. But when he steps away from the desk, he moves away from the only emergency button that he could possibly Richard. press Richard. to alert the police that there was a robbery in progress. But he thought the police were already there. So he steps Richard. out from behind this desk and he's getting handcuffed by these two cops. No. And then he's he starts to realize, he talks about this in the police reports. He says... That's when I started to get suspicious because I noticed that they hadn't frisked me or read me my rights. <laughs> and so I would have been suspicious as soon as two cops said, oh, we have a warrant for your yeah. arrest. I would have been like, hey, are you kidding me? You look for- Also, it made me wonder when I was reading this, what kind of stuff was Robert doing that when someone said that they have a warrant out for his arrest, yeah. he just immediately yeah. believed he must. Them. He's definitely guilty of something. I would have slapped that emergency button so quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would have just been like, what do you mean? I don't, I haven't ever like, 
done illegal stuff yeah but robert's just like oh shoot i better step out from behind <laughs> like, all right, desk immediately he got up quick <laughs> yeah so he starts to realize that something's going on but obviously these guys have guns there's two police officers quote police that officers, have come yeah. in so he they have guns so obviously he's not going to try to do anything because he's scared yeah so then the second guard who was patrolling that night walks in and they point their guns at him and threaten him and put him in handcuffs also and push him against the wall so then They're the second officer over. Liter- here's a quote i got this quote from the site called art news and a couple other places had it but it's the craziest thing i've ever read i'm not even kidding it's so insane to oh, me no. that this sounds fake this sounds fake so the second guard says asks them why are you being arrested and this is what they said quote this is a robbery don't give us any problems and you won't get hurt end quote literally they're like he's like why are you arresting me and they're like uh this is a robbery (laughs) yeah like (laughs) what they're like they're just like um maybe you maybe you should have realized that a couple minutes ago we started cuffing you throwing you against the wall and then the second guard talks about how this was the moment he realized that one of the police officers had a wax mustache wow so they were wearing disguises richard is just a com- wax mustache. he lost his job for sure that guy's <laughs> yeah, fired he's gone and he's you want to know the what somewhere. the guard said back to them after they said this is a robbery what he said don't worry they don't pay me enough to get hurt <laughs> wow <I> richard, mean, <laughs> he's a reasonable guy though i gotta give it to him i don't know if he's smart this I was yeah. the second officer so Richard is still oh, just standing Richard's there. Richard's like, silent. Shoot. He's probably high out of his mind thinking, is this even real? Am I napping <laughs> right dreaming. now? Yeah. So after they have this exchange, the thieves wrap duct tape around the guards' hands, feet, and heads. So they make nose holes so they can still breathe, but they can't talk, obviously. I thought they were handcuffed. They were, but Why'd then they, they did duct tape again. They wow. Double. They wanted to be sure. They Well, they must be. Double yeah. whammy. Double whammy. <laughs> so... They go down to the basement and take these guards down to the basement and then they just leave them there. And I feel like Richard and the other guard would have been so easy to just get on board with this robbery. They could have been like, do you want to help us rob this museum? And Richard would have been like, hell yeah, yeah. let's rob this museum. <laughs> Richard's like, I don't make enough money. I am money. so bored. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's like, I need some cash for my band to go yeah, on tour. Absolutely. So, like full uh, my band to go on tour. <laughs> He's like, plane tickets are expensive when you have to check this many instruments. <laughs> How am I supposed to put gas in the van? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after they put the guards into the basement, this museum also a fun fact um this museum was literally the worst security you could possibly imagine because yeah they only had the one emergency button and a few weeks prior to this robbery they had a security advisor come in who was like uh yeah you guys need to fix this and they were in the midst of updating their security when this happened so it's their fault yeah wow (laughs) so they they were literally like trying to get better and then at the very end of the time they had this terrible they were just too late all it went off the rails so so that's kind of funny to me also but in a bad way yeah in a bad way funny in a bad way way. so after they leave where they'd put the guards after that all the motion detectors from around the museum catch what they did next so um they head upstairs into the museum and i love the fact that we have all this detail also just like the fact they have these motion detectors and can just that is pretty cool know exactly what happened so they go upstairs and they steal 13 paintings from this museum but it's very interesting because you would think like by how smoothly the actual break-in went that these would be like professional thieves is it still just two guys yes and they're wow 
Two like guys. In total, that's it. That's yes, impressive. That's all. That's let's impressive. Go. Let's go, rubber. Let's do it. Will and I could do this yeah, right now. Easy? Please don't play this in Please court. Don't play this in <laughs> court. <laughs> Jokes don't go over well in court. That's true. <laughs> so um, they go to like steal all these paintings, but they know that they weren't trained professionals or trying to steal probably for someone else because of what they actually stole from this museum. So of the 13 paintings that they stole, the most valuable was called The Concert by Vermeer. And this is a really, really important piece because he only painted 34 pieces in his life and they stole one of those pieces, which was really important. Then they also stole uh, Rembrandt's Storm on the Sea of Galilee, which is the only seascape that he ever painted. And he's a very, very famous artist. But um, while they were going through the museum, they picked up paintings like Landscape with the Obelisk. They picked up um, that golden what they thought was the golden eagle on top of the Napoleonic flag. But they passed by paintings that there were paintings in that museum by Raphael, Michelangelo, uh, Botticelli, like some of the most famous Italian Renaissance artists that they just passed by, which would have been worth way more than the paintings that they had stolen from the museum. So they think that even though they knew where the emergency button was, they didn't know what the most valuable paintings in the museum were. So they're not professionals, basically. They don't know what they're doing. Exactly. And also another thing that shows that they didn't exactly know what they're doing is that the way that they took the paintings was they didn't have a way to like carry them with their frames out. So they literally just cut the paintings out of the frames. Wow. And then they, it's it was like very poorly done. And then... The, they don't believe that at first they intended to actually take that um, the piece from on top of the flag. They think that they only took it because it was um, gilded. So they might have thought that it was made of gold. And they were like, oh, something made of gold. Might as well take that with us yeah. too. You know, So it wasn't wow. like well planned. It was just kind of what looks to be worth a lot of money is what they thought it was. So I they already have a theory. <laughs> Richard is in on this whole thing, and he's funny. That is one of the theories, but I'll get into more of yeah, that later. That's my theory. Yes. But um, after they finish cutting all these paintings out of the frames, they walk out of the museum. They had to make two trips to get all the paintings in their car, but they left the museum with the 13 paintings and this bron- bronze eagle easily. And the entire robbery from start to finish took 81 minutes. Not bad. Wow. Not, not even bad. $500 million, not even an hour and a half. Speed Good run. time. Yeah. <laughs> Speed run. That is crazy. And another thing that's very strange that makes people think they were amateurs is that they might have been nervous when they were taking all the paintings and things because the police didn't get back to the museum until 8.15 a.m. the next day. They could have stolen way more art. Yeah. Way more art. They could have time. probably taken everything out. 81 minutes? They could have kept going for sure. Yeah. So they... Take Richard with you too. Yeah. And before they left, they actually broke the, some of the tapes that they could find of like uh, the video tapes that were recording them. Smart. So they they broke those. And, uh, and the only other thing they broke in the museum besides stealing everything is an alarm that went off. But like I said, this museum had terrible security. So the alarm that went off was an alarm to alert the guards who were then supposed to run and press the emergency button, but the guards are already gone. So they just had to smash the alarm. Cool. (laughs) So it's just bad security overall and bad employees basically bad robbers. Everyone in this story kind of sucks at what they do. (laughs) Like literally everyone. Well, 
They, I don't know. They, they still got five hundred million. That's I know, but like, do they though? Oh, yeah. Richard got it all. He probably Richard. backstabbed both of them. <laughs> Richard, yeah. he's the genius. The pot smoking band man you think yeah. is the mastermind of this whole plot, dude. I think he had one really good high, and the idea just hit him, and he was Yo. like, "Security sucks. I have two idiots that'll do this for me. Let's go." <laughs> and now he's playing guitar somewhere rich. Drums. That's so. What he said. Like I said, it takes until 8.15 until the police get there the next day and they find the guards taped in the basement and uh, they realize basically what's happened, that all these paintings from the Gardner collection have been stolen and that it's it's bad. It's never, there's never been an art robbery this bad ever yeah. in the United States, so th- it was not great. And <laughs> almost immediately after this happens, the FBI takes over the case because with art robbery most of the time they assume that the art is going to be moving over state lines uh whether that be just so they can find a better place to sell or whether it be just to escape from the area they stole it they were most likely out of massachusetts by that time so the fbi takes over this case and the fbi unfortunately there's a lot of mistakes i don't know if this is all on the fbi or just bad police work when first picking up the crime scene but you'll see as i go on that a lot of things actually went wrong with this investigation so it's just a continuation of everyone this is just a mess all around for everyone involved everyone got screwed every single person (laughs) yeah and especially the museum like literally the fact that ev- there could have been so many opportunities. I feel like I say this about a lot of cases, but there's so many opportunities where if one thing went right, it could have fixed this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if one security guard would have been able to like know what was going on. Did they, did they have guns where the security guards? No. Yeah. Okay. They're they usually had, not. They only had two security guards like on site. In the entire museum too. That's, yeah. That's horrible. That's terrible. And since the robbers had disguises on, there was no real way to tell the, um, police what they actually looked like and they also um richard said that the police sketches sucked in his own words he, that's what he said so it was just not good there was like no way to tell who richard they is my were. man dude i swear <laughs> i love this guy so this happened in 1990 and then in 1994 ann holly who uh she was the director of the museum at that time when the museum was robbed she gets this letter that's anonymous but they think that it's most likely from the robbers that says if she uh wants all the paintings back and the eagle she can have it all back for 2.6 million dollars and not a good deal she can have it back and if she wants to have it back the way to get in contact with the robbers is to put this special code into the boston globe newspaper and then they'll see it and they can contact her further about the sale wow so they are kind of smart i mean that's pretty intricate it almost makes me think like when i was first going through this that maybe the those two robbers were just people doing the dirty work and there's somebody who has the painting richard 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 (laughs) it's literally in his attic you guys have too much faith in richard he got a job at the museum just so this heist could go that's why he was high all the time he didn't even care he knew he was gonna rob it I'm just saying, like, it was he his plan all along. And he acted like a low-life loser who was trying to pursue his band dream yeah. just so he could rob the museum. Genius. We just cracked the case, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Richard has a 180 IQ. 
Is that really what it says? Oh. 200. 200. <laughs> He's smarter than Albert Einstein. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh my gosh. He is Albert Einstein. Honestly, oh my gosh. Richard seems just like a cool, normal guy. Like, I feel bad for him that this happened to him. That's what he wants you to, to think. Him. That's what he wants you to <laughs> think, I swear. So, um, they put this in the newspaper. They publish it. It Everything seems to be going well, except... Somehow the robbers knew that Anne Holly had gotten law enforcement involved when she'd received this letter. So because of that, they believe that's why they never heard back from the robbers. Because they had gotten the police involved. Wow. So after this whole scandal, just the museum and everything, the police were getting crazy, crazy tips because they were offering this huge reward. It's fluctuated between like $5 million and $10 million for tips that will help find the paintings. I'll give them some tips. <laughs> it's Richard. <laughs> and if you find the um, the golden, it's called a filial, I believe, but it looks like an eagle to me. If you find it, that alone, that little piece is $100,000. I'm going treasure hunting. Let's go looking for Let's it. Let's go look for it. New vlog. New vlog. Finding, finding stolen yeah. art. Yeah, getting paid. Getting paid. So write me my check. Obviously, because they're offering money for it, people start giving crazy tips. And the FBI um, guy who is like his name is Ulrich, the guy who was in charge of the investigation at this time, talks about how psychics were calling him and like telling him that they could sense where the art was. And one guy called him and was like, "I've created an electronic machine that can detect where paintings are." In nineteen ninety, yes, that's technology is like, so and advanced. Know, and and. Little did he know that was actually Richard telling him. Dude, I'm yo. kidding. Richard. I'm kidding. Oh, I was <laughs> like, Richard is just, he probably did create that though. He probably found it and just never told anyone. Inventor, art thief. If he wasn't behind it, somehow he obtained these paintings and he's rich. I <laughs> promise. So <laughs> that would be so funny. So like I said, they got I that. I just want him to succeed. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, Me too, boy. but I don't I want, want him the best to be a for thief. Richard. Maybe he just fell on his lap. Just randomly. Yeah. Like, like, really sorry. Here you go. Yeah. We apologize for the whole robbery thing. Sorry we tied you up. The duct that tape was, was too tight. I know. <laughs> so, um, like I said, that was in 1994 that they had contact with the robbers last. But there was also an incident in 1997 that happened where this reporter from the Boston Herald got driven by, like, the FBI to this warehouse in uh, Brooklyn and he was meeting with this guy under the pretense that he was like this um, thief who wanted to buy stolen art. So he went there kind of as a way to try to find out where the paintings were. So he he meets with this guy named William Youngworth. Who That's is, my name. <laughs> William did it. William. <laughs> so he's the, and he also um, he knows that this guy Youngworth is an associate of Miles Connor Jr., and Miles Connor, Connor Jr. is like one of the biggest art thieves that's known by the FBI, but like they obviously haven't been able to catch him for anything. So they kind of assumed if someone was going to have it, it might be this guy because he's stolen art in the past and he said that he had the paintings. So they, right. they send this reporter in and he goes to see what they think will be the storm on the Sea of Galilee. You know, uh, that's the one I told you about. It's the only seascape that ever got painted by rembrandt yeah so okay. it's important and so they allowed him to view the painting with a flashlight they were like okay you can look at it really quick but he wasn't allowed to like grab like touch the painting or anything so it could have been a fake and then they gave him these paint chips in a little bottle and they were like here you go you can use these to verify that it's the actual painting so they go 
with the paint chips back to the FBI and they verify it and say, yeah, those paint chips are actually from the painting. Wow. But, but here's the thing. I, when I was reading a couple different articles about this, there's a lot of detail about the day they actually found the museum with all the paintings down and stuff. And what they talk about is the fact that since it was so sloppily done all over the ground, there's paint chips from all the paintings. So Richard picked them up. No one had to actually have the paintings to have the paint chips, you know, like any, and these guys are like professional art thieves who would know this. So even if they just went into the museum the next day or snuck into the museum, they didn't actually have to steal the paintings to get those chips. And the fact that they wouldn't let him look at the painting for too long, it seems to me like it was just people trying to get money out of the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I forgot about that. Yeah. And even though they could verify the paint chips, they just completely disappeared. Like there was no way they were ever going to get that painting because they kind of realized the FBI was onto it and just disappeared. So no lead on that. Wow. (laughs) So in the last kind of things that we've heard about this case, even though it happened in 1990, they're still investigating it today. Like recent news came out about it in 2017 and this happened in 1990. Dude, I'm gonna go find all of these yeah. paintings and become a millionaire. <laughs> Can we please? I'm gonna sell them back. Wait, would I get in no. trouble if I tried to sell it back to them? If I found you'd it? probably just get the reward. Okay, I'll take yeah, that. That's good enough, right? You could do with ten million. Eh, yeah, <laughs> it's enough. Five hundred would be good, but you know, I'll take the ten. That's <laughs> all right. So, in 2013, the FBI makes a statement that they have suspects and that they know who the robbers are, but. In 2015, they make another announcement and they say, oh, the suspects we had are dead. The robbers are dead. It doesn't matter. No. You know. What the heck? It doesn't matter. Still but matters. they're still researching it, trying to find the paintings and stuff in 2017. And it seems like new people are in possession of the paintings, even though they said that the original robbers are dead. Well, it's probably the big guys that you were talking about because you said you think someone smarter is behind it. I do think right? someone so smarter is behind it. killed off those suspects. Richard. Little wax mustache is dead. And now we got paintings. Now we got paintings with the actual Richard. They should make a movie about this. They should. Yeah. Doesn't this read? She's right. It does read. It sounds like like an action movie. I want to act in it. I want to play Richard. Fourteen. I and also the. We'll talk about this more at the end, but I find it so funny because in robberies, I feel like it's the weird thing of like you kind of want the robbers to succeed in a way. You know what I mean? Okay, Emma. Like. She's a criminal. I mean, everyone uh, watches like Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eight, whatever, yeah. and you, your protagonists are the people who are robbing other That's people. That's weird. It's like you know? Robin Hood. Yeah, but <laughs> except they're literally they're criminals, but stealing themselves. from so, yeah. but stealing from normal people. It's yeah. like Robin Hood, except it. they're completely selfish. Like even yeah. though it's they stole it from like a museum and, and a rich lady had collected all the art, they were stealing it from from like normal people who just wanted to go like see art. Yeah, <laughs> that's messed up. So you know. Not so, um, the paintings, like I said, were never recovered, but a lot of people believe that they may have been destroyed after the theft because if it was just those two guys and they got nervous because it was getting really, really intense, they could have just destroyed the paintings, which would suck so much, but I'm kind just of- put them through fe- a paper shredder? I'm, I honestly believe that they're still out there just on the black market. I think so. I think they're in Richard's attic. Is he still yeah. alive? Is Richard alive? I don't know. Probably, so. but he's probably very old. I hope right now he's high somewhere, he's, looking at the paintings. He would probably be in his sixties 
if he wow. he's, alive. he's still alive and he's, he's still high alive. he's definitely stoned looking at the paintings he's right really now. high right yeah he's so yeah at this moment <laughs> like i said um the last thing that came out that said that the suspects were dead was in 2015 on august 6th 2015 uh what What's the day right now? August 1st. Oh, so, we are close to the anniversary. Yes, we are. Uh, the FBI releases this video that the robbers thought that, like, didn't obviously destroy because it was from the night before the robbery. And they believe that it showed, like, a run-through, like, a dress rehearsal, kind of, of what the robbery would be the next night. Like, the people were just trying to get in to see what it would be like and if they could actually do it. So, two guys are on this tape that they have from the 90s and most likely the people who are the robbers and the other one who's on the tape is a security guard who has been confirmed to be richard abbott oh my gosh dude i'm just saying who was the security guard the night of the heist but also the security guard during this dress rehearsal like they probably Mm. knew that he was going to be there the night they wanted to he's like look these are my hours come in then i'm gonna be bored (laughs) richard told them make sure to handcuff me the video shows that abbott buzzed in the two guys into the museum like one guy in and then the next guy in so we bust him in twice so it shows that abbott it wasn't like a one-time thing that he just like buzzed in the police officers like he had richard people didn't Gosh, before. Man. so he was either really bad on it at his job or he was kind of in on it That's or stoned or stoned out of his mind yeah and the, all three another weird thing about the video is that they're pretty sure it's the Sussex because these guys go into the lobby of the art museum, stay there for three minutes, and then leave. Like, they didn't go in. They didn't do anything else. They just stayed yeah. in and then left. I could see that, but if I were to go into an art museum, I would probably walk in and leave, too. Yeah. <laughs> I would this be bored. Video, Max three minutes. I'm out of there. Yeah. Zach, you're going to love this. This video... Okay, I'm ready. You're going to love this. ...made people believe that Abbott might be a potential partner in the heist. That's because he's the kingpin of this entire operation. (laughs) I guarantee it. This guy is a freaking genius. I didn't know you were such a conspirator. I'm not. This is not a conspiracy. It is Richard. This is real. (laughs) It's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. Yes, this is is a fact. fact. Just like the earth is flat. However, I'm sorry to burst your bubble here. The guard had... Richard was previously interviewed by the FBI multiple times after the heist had happened. And I love this so much. It's so funny. They okay, deem man. him, quote, too unimaginative to have pulled off the heist. Yo, he's got the, no. he smokes weed. He's got the best. Once he, they didn't talk to him while he was high. That was the no. problem. Well, well, <laughs> Imagine his imagination stoned. I, it's I cannot. And the fact that I, I love the fact they basically just said he's too stupid to pull off this heist. They're okay, like, that's, what, that's, what he that's what he wants them to think. Legit. I could make you think I'm an idiot during this whole podcast. Yeah, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> Will's been doing a really good act. I know. Will, really ever good. since I've known you, you've always acted like an idiot. It's it's amazing. It's yeah, <laughs> you're pulling it off. Will's yeah. Will is the one who stole that art. Oh my gosh. That's Dude, he's not, piece. he's not even 17. No. He was there back in 1990. <laughs> I was. <laughs> okay, if this goes you in know, court, that was a joke. This. You think I'm 17. So what? they they go back and they want to look at the DNA because they're like, okay, well, now we have this new video evidence. We could actually have something to compare stuff to. So let's go back and let's get the evidence that we first collected in 1990 and let's see if we can get some DNA matches off it and then compare it to the tape. And what happened, Emma? Well, it's extremely disappointing because 
The robbers wore gloves when they were doing the actual robbery. However, when they were duct taping up the guards, they didn't use gloves. Amateurs. So? Unfortunately, the FBI lost the evidence. Oh my FBI. gosh. <laughs> and the FBI's behind it. And, Yo. <laughs> and they could not compare it to anything. There were no more leads because the evidence had gone missing. Richard. All the duct tape from that night, Richard. all of the handcuffs, gone. Richard. I'm not. I'm still not convinced that just because he didn't seem creative enough... <laughs> Yeah, that Richard didn't do it. You could act like you could fool them. Yeah. But why would Richard... That guy plays the instruments. He smokes smart. weed. He is creative. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. He doesn't have a motive. To be rich. Yeah, to be rich. That's... Like a no life. I Maybe know. he just did it for fun. Maybe he hates art. <laughs> Maybe he completely Maybe. despises art. Just He's sick of... And destroyed Maybe it. some like, little girl this. walked by and like spit gum on his shoe while he was standing security He's guard. like, that's it. He was like, that's it. I'm it's taking your paintings. Oh my gosh. Well... Speaking of suspects, there were four main suspects in this case that I'm going to talk about. Number one, okay, this guy named Bobby Donati. So weirdly, a lot of the suspects that they had for this case were like, like people involved in the mafia. They kind of like sound like gangsters. spaghetti. Yeah, like they sound like different types spaghetti. of pasta. Each so, guy <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> Bobby Donati, they think he might have been involved in the heist because, um, Miles J. Connor Jr., the art thief I talked about previously, was in prison during the rob during the robbery. But he said that him and Bobby were really close friends, while like even during the time he was in prison, and that they had been talking about robbing the museum together, and that if they were going to, Donati would have overseen the operation into this art museum. Dang! So this is why jokes aren't Bobby. taken lightly, because if they were messing around, just kidding. It's Bob and Richard. I still, <laughs> yeah, I think Richard's not out of the picture yet. And bef nights before the robbery, Donati was seen at a nightclub with a bag of police uniforms. Okay, well that's that's pretty convincing. Unless it was near Halloween. And then when his, okay, I love near this. Halloween. He's called a Vincent Ferrara. He's this guy who's like a gangster, basically very involved in... He's a career criminal, basically. Yeah, that's a dope name. He goes and visits Donati in prison because he'd been put into prison later in the 1990s. And when Fer Ferrara asked him about the robbery that had happened, Donati said he buried the stuff and he would find a way to negotiate his release. Wow. So did he do it? Is this solved? No, it's not solved. Wow. This is just... A because he could have been talking about another... Steve, like another Who knows? heist, oh, yeah, well, you know, but yeah, they're pretty, they, they think that he's like, could be a, a main suspect in it, this but is it the doesn't same matter. Guy that had police uniforms. Yes. And but he talked about burying paintings. He was murdered in 1991 because of a gang war, but that could show that the FBI knows it was him because they said in 2015, all the suspects are, or the people they believe did it are dead. Wow. Okay. So notary is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one, uh, of the suspects. The next is a guy named Robert Bobby the Cook Gentile. Bobby That's the Cook. Cool. That's a dope <laughs> name. He He's my new favorite. So like food? When or like drugs. Meth. No, like I think it was food. Okay. You know? So yeah. this is just a guy who was also very involved with Miles J. Connor and he was a part of their whole gang who would do like Miles J. Connor was kind of known to be a really good thief, especially of art, and he was involved with Donati at that time. So they kind of just grouped him together and said he could be a part of this, you know. Right. Okay. But it's not as concrete as Richard. 
Bobby. Okay. Bobby. <laughs> I'm true. still not giving up on him. It's him. Maybe. So that's the second suspect. We, the we third suspect okay. is Richard. Richard Abbott. Here we go. Yo. That's my boy. So I'll give you the reasons people think that it could have been Richard. <clears throat> Personally, my money's on Miles J. Connor and Bobby Gennady. Like I feel like that. They sound like a good seems fit. more yeah. plausible. Yeah. But I'll let you have this moment in the sun. Thank okay. you. Thank you. So people think that Richard Abbott did it as an inside job because mm-hmm. of the fact that he so mm-hmm. easily stepped away from the desk while he was on the job. Uh-huh. And the fact that him being uh, willing to let people in multiple nights in a row, not just the night of the heist, but also those other two guys the other times show that he could have been working with people and like showing them how they would get in and whatnot. So like I was talking about, there's motion detectors. all over this museum so these robbers when they went to the ground level of the museum for some reason the motion detectors were turned off and the last person who'd been in that room was richard abbeth come on and the motion detectors were on when he was in there that's okay but it could have also like i said they were fixing a bunch of stuff and trying to do security differently so Mm -hmm. it could have just been because of remodeling could have but what if he was to hear me out? I'm he must have been so high that night. He let those <laughs> cops in. Hang on. And they said, we have a warrant for your arrest. And he, in his high mind, not realizing that this was the heist happening, he was like, shoot, I'm planning a heist. They got me. So he stood up so Yo. easily because the cops had him. But then he forgot that he planned this. This is his. But this he is the also heist. claimed that he wasn't high or drunk that night. Claimed. Claimed. I claim I'm not high or drunk all the time. <laughs> doesn't mean anything you're like you're like i you're like i've been in richard's place i have been in richard's shoes i am richard that would make me guilty so okay (laughs) so there's your moment of the sun i don't think it's richard abbott but you know everyone has their own theories okay everyone can be imaginative except richard apparently but he's imaginative let's hear the last guy (laughs) so um the last theory is my personal favorite because it's hilarious (laughs) And, okay, so there's this guy named Arthur Brand, right? He's a private investigator, not a suspect. But he's a okay. private investigator who helps to recover thieved art. So, here's how what he thinks happened. He thinks that he is only currently, like, a few, like, a year away from finding the stolen art. And here's what he thinks happens. He thinks these two guys stole the painting just to get money these random two dudes who so weren't really involved right. in crime okay then these guys sold 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 the paintings and the little bronze eagle to gangs in boston because like i said at this time it was like really really bad for gangs like i said that one guy got killed by a gang and a lot of the people who were suspects were part of gangs or in the mafia and right. whatnot so he thinks that these two dudes sold all the paintings to gangs okay and then his theory is that they sold all the paintings to the Irish Republican Army. Okay. <laughs> the IRA. IRA. All right. And <laughs> he thinks that the IRA is going to use the paintings to fund their army. 
this wow. is a little far fetched. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a little far fetched. I thought I thought favorite. you were gonna go down the road the road of like <laughs> you because robbers and then gangs seemed yeah. plausible. Yeah, and then it it, like right. and then like it sounded good, and I figured maybe they got killed instead of selling it, and someone took him from him instead. That's what I thought you were gonna say, mm-hmm. but he sold it to the. I, I went in a different IRA, direction. Yeah, the IRA was like big at the time. That guy's a so, private yeah. investigator. Yes, it makes he's sense. delusional. <laughs> no, well, it kind of makes sense. It, I guess, like you're saying, it does kind of make sense, but it's also so crazy that mm-hmm. I just wonder if it is hey, true. But and also, possible. why would Boston gangs be true. dealing with the IRA? You know what I mean? It, that's true. it doesn't add up, but I'm not going to disregard But there it. is an X factor here. Richard, the Richard. criminal mastermind. Right. There he is. <laughs> he is the criminal mastermind. He's part of the IRA. He no, the he's IRA. not. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, why do I believe everything you're saying the all the time? I don't know, but I find it very funny. <laughs> I am so gullible. <laughs> I think Richard- Everything I've said is true except what I haven't what I've told I, anything you, you say about Richard, I just want to believe. Yeah, That's why. Like I am notes. so. I'm I, the one with the papers. Yeah, it makes I her think more credible. here's what I think. I think they dismissed Richard far too quickly. Uh huh. I think he is guilty. <laughs> you think Definitely. he is imaginative? I think he's a mastermind. Even though, okay, so we've been talking about suspects and things like that. To be honest, it doesn't really matter who the suspects are uh, at all because the statute of limitations in Massachusetts for property theft is 10 years and it's been longer than that. So why don't they they, just go, what's up? I took it all. I'm rich. They can't charge them anymore. Yeah. Why don't they just come out? Yeah. I did it. Well, that's why some people think the paintings might be destroyed. Oh, no. What about the little bronze guy, the little eagle? Little bronze guy. Melted. No. <laughs> they smelt a little eagle. <laughs> they smelted it. That is messed. That's a step too far. So stealing yeah. the paintings, okay. And also, have Modern you ever Richard. looked into what statute of limitations is? It no. boggles the mind. It boggles Could, my couldn't mind. Couldn't you murder someone? And no. If, okay. But you can you <laughs> can you rape someone. someone no. Yeah. And that like and after only 16 years, you can't get charged what for it anymore. What a weird number. That's messed up. Isn't that 16? messed up? They removed it from California because in Boston, it's, okay. it's 16 years. I That's literally, weird. I read that and I was like, that is so awful. Like, I feel that like is if awful. you commit a crime, you should, and you get found out for it later on, yeah. you should just always be able to be prosecuted for that yeah. crime. If there's sense. hard evidence. Yeah, I guess in a lot of cases. To me, it's like murder, rape, like those things. For sure. Why would it, like just because if I murdered someone twenty years ago and I got found today, it doesn't make the fact that, that person is gone yeah. or in the case of rape that that person is emotionally damaged. Uh-huh. It doesn't take that away. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That was that's just that's a separate thought that I wrote down when I was researching this. But yeah, I, I guess it's kind of interesting now because there is no reason why the person who robbed the museum they can't come say, out tomorrow and say I did it. Here's and the there's literally, back. if they came out and said that, there's nothing anybody could do. Yeah, yeah. just like mad, wow. mad respect points. Honestly. He could sell it. So like today, he could sell it back to the museum. Uh, I don't think they he would. basically owns them. Like he owns them yeah. at this point. It's, it's like finders keepers. I don't think they would give him the reward. To be fair, but I think that he could give the paintings back or she. Yeah. This case, it was like I said, never solved, and still today, there's kind of a memorial up 
in the museum for these lost paintings they have 13 empty frames throughout the museum that show where the paintings used to be imagine going to a museum and looking at a picture frame <laughs> empty. oh that's lit it's kind of interesting to me because it's like in murder cases a lot of times they'll put up memorials of where someone died and right. it's like for these paintings it's literally like a little memorial and they keep the frames there to remember it but also in hopes that one day if they ever return the paintings oh. they'll still have the frames that they came from i think they can let go of that because i think it's it's over you think i don't it's think over? they're coming back yeah absolutely if they didn't come that. forward yet well why would they come forward then their reputations were well they're even still if they don't get prosecuted yeah. they are still offering a 10 million dollar reward and a hundred thousand dollars for the little bronze eagle so okay fine i did it <laughs> <laughs> i can't go to jail <laughs> oh my gosh so you can give them the paintings yeah for 10 million so that's that is the that is the case of the Stuart Gardner Museum heist. Very strange case. Very interesting. Really does read like a film. It's very crazy. And what did you guys? What did you that, guys think of it? That took me for a ride. I'm not gonna lie. That was cool. Richard did it. I. That's all I, I think say. that it was the guys from the gangs. I think Richard was a part of it. I don't know. We don't know. Well, Maybe what's your was. thoughts? Uh, honestly, like it probably was. The gangs, because like yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm mainly using Richard as a joke, yeah. but I feel like he's kind of just in the wrong place at the right time, you know, or the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, but that's what it, that's what it feels like. His most boring job in the world. Has yeah, he was probably trying to light a joint up, and all of a sudden he's getting buzzed. He's like, oh my gosh, yeah. who's at my door? I just, I really <laughs> want to know who the first two people were, like the the police. People. Wax, 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 wax mustache. Guy? Yeah. And the other. Yeah. And the other. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's such an interesting case because it's like the biggest heist in in american history of property and like so much money and the fbi got on the case and we're never able to find it but at the same time these guys who are the robbers were like amateurs yeah i feel yeah. like it's a very lot of a lot of people overcomplicated it mm -hmm. i feel like it's super simple like they just came in they took some paintings and they left that was it that I mean, could like, probably honestly like i don't think gangs like they're incorporating gangs these two that guys could be a thing, yeah. probably just took them and left wax yeah. mustache that guy that guy I also find it very interesting that like in popular culture this heist obviously is it's not talked about like a ton but out of all the heists it's one of the most talked about ever as someone who's looked up a lot about heists and stuff this one comes up all the time because it's so much that like it is the weird like people feel like it's kind of like robin hood and that the, these yeah. robbers are people you could root for i disagree because Me they too. say it's like stealing from the rich who own the paintings i'm like no people that go to art museums is like people who just want to look at art yeah. it's not that i don't think it's necessarily stealing from the rich giving you the poor but i do think it's really a shame that these paintings are gone and that were they were so like messily removed but at the same time this is very different from like what i normally talk about because it isn't as bad as when you hear stories about people who get murdered or people who do these awful awful things and hurt yeah. other human beings this is more of just a that sucks for culture and yeah. for you know yeah. families who want to go see the, the art but it is it's different it's lighter Gave definitely you guys an lighter. easy one. And I, we definitely joked around a lot, so I'm glad you gave us a light yeah, one. Yeah, we're sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. I thought it was funny. Please, I will, have, I'm a, not please sorry. have us back on the show. I was joking. I will have you back on the show. Yes. <laughs> Subscribe to Zachary Ryan. Instagram. So, I'm, I'm really glad you guys actually like that heist. I I was so excited. I'm 
happy we got to do that. I was it so It was excited. dope. That was a cool story. I was so excited to do that one. I feel I like I just heard a bedtime story and I can be tucked in now and yeah. go to bed. Like, that <laughs> was amazing. It was incredible. I mean, you guys can attest to this fact that like even before we started, before we were on camera, I'm like, I'm excited to do this heights. I've yeah. been researching mm-hmm. a lot about it. I'm really excited. When Caitlin first told me about it, I had never heard about it in my life. Like I sometimes watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, but I just never like heard about this before yeah. from them or from anything else. So I was very, very excited to do it. And I really like doing the heist because it's interesting to me. And it's also interesting because you'd be surprised. I talked about this a little bit on the Great Train Robbery one, but robbery and murder are kind of connected. Like a lot of times people who murder other people started in robbery. So it's just kind of interesting to me how like heists heists are like a gateway to And the suspects died, right? Yeah. So that's uh, proof. That's proof. Started with a robbery and left with murder. That's they actually were killed. They were yeah, murdered. I know that's what I'm saying. Damn. I was thinking more along the lines of like murdering other people, like oh. people that rob typically oh. murder other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes but sense too. But that's also <laughs> it's connected. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, sense. it's like getting involved in crime. That's a, kind of a risk. Uh, if Richard is listening, I want him to reach out to Emma and come on your podcast. Please DM me on Instagram and then follow me too. <laughs> Richard, we're talking to Richard. We're talking to Richard. Are you talking to Richard? Or are you talking, talking to, to everybody? everybody. Yeah, yeah. But, but mostly Richard. Everybody DM me. <laughs> but especially Richard. DM yes. Zach and just say Richard hi Richard. It. Yeah, say hi Richard. Hi Richard. And then he'll he'll mail all those highs. He'll print them out on little papers. And I'll send and them he'll to Richard. Mail them to Richard. I will. Perfect. All Thank right. You. On that cool. note, I think it's time to transition to my favorite segment of the show. Uh-oh. Wow. Happy things. I didn't know this was a that thing. was so cute. I love this segment. It's my favorite because Happy we just talked about robbery. What? Yes, and kind of messed up stuff. And now it's time to talk about one good thing that happened in your week. Wow. So This is going to be depressing. <laughs> yeah, wait. I will start and go with something good that happened in my week. Okay, go. Okay. Yesterday, I went to California Adventure, and it was awesome. I used to have a Disney Pass when I was younger, and I just got one back because I've been working a lot more. And so I just got my Disney Pass back, and I'm going. I went yesterday, and I'm going tomorrow. And I had so much fun at Disneyland. It was awesome. And the rides are like really, really great. So I don't know. I've just been happy about that. Like when I got my pass, I went with my friend Emily and I was literally jumping around. Like I was so excited. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's my happy thing. It's just going it's the happiest to place on Adventure. earth. Correct. Well, I was in California Adventure and that's you were the right next to the happiest place, place on, earth. on earth. You were so close. You were yes. so close. You, you were still catching those vibes. Exactly. You were right yeah. next to it. So that that's my happy thing. Will, do you? You know what I'm going to say? Oh, no. Minecraft. <laughs> okay. I still don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going right, to wing I'm it. Ready. Okay. So, Will, what's one happy thing that happened in your week? Okay. So this happened literally yesterday. But, like, Zach and I, we got to his house. And he's like, we're going to play Minecraft. I was like, okay, let's go play Minecraft. I haven't played Minecraft in so long. Like, PewDiePie is bringing it back and everything. But, like, we started, a, like, a world, like, completely legit. And we're still playing on it. And I hopefully it lasts forever. It makes me really happy. Well, I love Aww. you. That's all. That I'm was so say. sweet. You're my homie. It's like it's like bringing back to middle school days. It's kind of cool. Stop. You're gonna make me cry. I love you. <laughs> I love this friendship. It's so cute. Emma, I love you. Aw, thank you. Emma, you're all right. <laughs> thank you. She's gonna love you back. <laughs> I love you guys too. Thank Aww. you for coming on the show. Thank- she tried. You didn't see that, but she patted Will on the shoulder, and I'm sitting across the table, so she kind of just flung her hand towards me. <laughs> I well, I would reach over, but it's okay. Yeah, I don't want to like. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to touch me either. Some, no, I sometimes <laughs> when I make too, 
I talk with my hands, but they can't yeah. see it. And sometimes I'll just like boom, I'll yeah. hit the thing. My you hit something on. earlier. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I, we almost when you took hear the whole those little no- noises, uh-huh. guys. It's me talking with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach, what's one happy thing that happened in your week? Well, we went to the Challenger Games. Yo, Logan Paul's that happened event. this week. Didn't that it? did happen this week. See, I don't know how you forgot that. I missed that. out. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my opportunity okay, to say cool, this. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> and uh, we talked to Logan Paul. And I told him I wanted cool. to race him. Mm-hmm. And he can't now. He's injured. I'm still going to at one point. But then he said he, wanted, crazy. he said he wanted to box me. And I agreed. But then I changed my mind because he would kill me. He would destroy <laughs> you. No <laughs> so doubt about it. Because w- he has training and yeah. reach and height. He's a big guy. So instead I said I'm going to come to his house and work out with him. And he said, okay. So I'm going next Thursday. Did he give you his address? Uh, yes. Well, it's on. You could look it up. It's Don't like, do it. Don't look up Logan Paul's address. But you could. Yeah. I feel like I would be scared to go. He to told me to house. come. He told me to come. He said ten days because he's in Spain right now. Send it. So we're gonna go. That's crazy. Is Will going with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're gonna play Minecraft and then head over. Yeah, we are. We're gonna play Minecraft. With Have Logan fun. Paul. Why is my legacy? You guys are so much more adventurous than I am. <laughs> I feel like there's. <laughs> there's Thank such, you. I feel Appreciate like it's it. it's the platform. Like I feel like. People that do vlogs, you have to be adventurous because that's the content people want to watch. I think I want to kind of get away from vlogging. Really? In a sense. Really? A little bit. A like little bit. Skits. Like, well, more like, yeah, skits, but more like subject-based videos where there's one topic. Okay. Yeah, video. Those are fun. I, my kind of like podcasts. Yes. But my not. videos are all over the place. It's like a bunch of things in one, you know? Yeah. If you've yeah. seen them. I, I have watched them. I do watch them. Thank you. I Good. really like the one where you put laxatives on this kid named Anthony's yes. food. Thank yes. You. That was hilarious. That was See, that was more of a subject-based video. That's what I want to stick to. There wasn't a lot yes. going on. It was all about the laxative and the brownie thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm going to try to do. I was kind of scared, not going to lie, when you guys, were, I was like, oh, shoot, they're coming over today. I wonder if they're going to like vlog while they're here. I was no, like, you were nervous? I was like, there's a reason I do a podcast. I don't no, want to yeah. be on video. A lot of, pe- a lot of people get uh, nervous when I come over because they always think I'm going to film. Yeah, I get nervous. But I usually don't. I usually yeah, let I people Yeah, I feel like know. now I'm like, that was a dumb thing to be worried about. And I also feel like you would have probably asked me if you're like. Probably no, not. Probably uh, not. I, but I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I would have done is, is whenever I put someone in my videos, if they ask to not be in the video, I won't put them. He in doesn't the video. listen. He just Unless it's anyway. really funny, then I have to like beg them. I have to go, please you pay them. <laughs> Sometimes ha- I've slipped people some money to let me put wow. things in. Really? Yeah, because if it's like worth the content, I will, I will pay them. Dang. Yeah. Dedication. Right there. See, I've had to pay. I guess Ava. that's the nice thing about who is Ava. Griner. That was the one Griner. Oh, okay. That one's Griner. So yeah, the th- yeah, I guess it's like with, I guess it's nice with podcasting. I don't, I don't have to do that. Like I, I usually give people like, like I'll take them out for lunch or like we'll go get ice cream or something like that after. But it's like, I don't expect any compensation for this. I had fun. I love doing the podcast with people. Honestly, I cannot. Some people do podcasts on their own, and I wish that I could have the ability to do that. But I just like I. I really like doing it with people because I feel like then yeah. I have more stuff to play off That's of. That's the same thing with my videos. I cannot film a video alone. Yeah. People that do that have a real knack for it or yeah. they're like good at improv and stuff like that. Yeah. It's yeah, it's great. But yeah, we kind of just went off on a little tangent. Yeah. But Sorry, guys. Those are our, those are our happy things for this week, guys. Those are can some you, good can ones. Can you play that cute song again? Yeah. Yes. 
Oh my oh, gosh. I love it. That like literally made me happy. I will yeah. send you that MP3. I want it. I want that. I want that to be my, my text. I'm so happy. Yes. Okay. So I think we're going to end the podcast right there. It's been a, a fun time, honestly. That's been a really fun episode. I just want to say thank you guys so, so much for listening to the podcast, uh, for supporting it. We have been getting a lot of new listeners lately, which has been really, really awesome. And people have actually started like, um, I noticed people like leaving more rates on iTunes and messaging me like ideas for topics and stuff. That's super, super awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing that. I really love when I get messages from people because sometimes this podcast is a lot of work and that is super encouraging for keeping going with it. So thank you guys so much uh, for listening. You can find the podcast online everywhere at Horrible Things Podcast, except Twitter. <laughs> it's at Horrible Things P because you cannot have that many characters in your username. So everywhere else, Horrible Things Podcast. And that's like Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. Uh, you can leave us a rate and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And that really helps us get found by other people. But most of all, just thank you guys so much for listening and supporting this podcast. It's been wonderful. So thank you. And remember... Richard was in on it the whole time, guys. And if you wear a wax mustache, you can rob a bank. No problem. And most importantly, don't do horrible things. Horrible things.